one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Romans 5. And I, I pulled this out of the NIV. And, but it, it, this is one of my favorite. And it says, you see? You see? You see? Because we're so surprised over everything in our life. We got to have a reminder. I mean, it'd be just like your mom or your dad coming up to you when you messed up and they go, you see? Huh? Or, or okay. Or the spout, the men. When, when you mess up and mama says, you see? I told you. Boy, they love that word, don't they? Lord, help them, Jesus. But he said, you see? Boy, that right there, that might be my next sermon, you see? That right there will preach. You thought you was gone, you see? You thought you was held up in addiction for eternity, you see? Oh, you thought that that child was going to be, you see? Oh, the docs told you, you see? Huh? Oh, you see a preach at just the right time. How many of you know that the right time, 99.9% of the time is not your time? Because uh, we, get, we get over overly eager in the things that we want. And God's sitting there the whole time going, just wait a minute, just wait a minute. I want you to be ready for this. I'm getting ready to put some stuff on you. But at just the right time, when we, I love that part, when we were powerless, when we were unable, incapable, bound, distraught, depressed, addicted, when we we're powerless, and everything else in our life had power over us. When we were powerless and we couldn't overcome the issues of marriage, when we couldn't overcome the rebellious children, oh, just wait. And when we couldn't get here or we couldn't get there, right, right then, oh, you see? Just at the right time, when we were powerless. Christ died for the ungodly. It was when you didn't deserve it. Well, y'all took the six feet to heart, didn't you? Man, they, they kicked chairs back. They said, get away from that woman up there. She got stuff and things. Christ died for the ungodly. He didn't die for the saint. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I felt that little religion. He come poke me in the side. Man, don't tell him that. He did die for the... No, he didn't. He died for the sinner. He's, 
Jesus put it in some complicated words, way more complicated than I can put them. But he said things like, a healthy man don't need a doctor. I ain't coming for him. I came for the one that was powerless. The one that was ungodly. He, he said, Rocky, in your most stinking state. I waited until you was in your most stinking state. And I stepped in there for you. Some, some scripture even talks about, well, no, wait a minute. Very, here, here, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. So you don't, you don't think it's cool. You don't think it's above and beyond that he died for the ungodly. You don't think, it, oh, man, that was nothing, man. He died for the sinner. That was nothing. Very rarely will any man die for a righteous person, much less. Huh? Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. Can I, let me, let me, here, we'll bring it down here. See, I, I used to hear this thing. Y'all just got to forgive me. I, man, I want to talk to y'all so bad this morning. <laughs> Call me over to fix your faucet. I'll talk to you. <laughs> wow. I'm so excited to talk to y'all. I forgot what I wanted to say. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. Okay, now let's bring it down here. Then I went to, I've heard this statement. People talk about dumbing down, you know, dumb it down for people. No. <laughs> Boy, these last two and a half months got y'all in trouble. My... My job as a pastor, as a teacher, isn't to dumb it down so that you understand it. It's to talk you up so you can get it. Man, if you go into a teacher that dumbs it down just so you can get it, she ain't, or he ain't, she ain't, he ain't, whatever, ain't doing you no good. So from now on, no, nah, I ain't going to dumb it down. I might bring it here for a minute, but I'm going to take you right back up here because everything Jesus taught was spiritually principled. He doesn't care if your flesh decays. He said your flesh ain't going to be glorified in his presence. No way. Oh, I know something. You think that's all that? He don't care. He don't care. He He don't care. Some might possibly die for someone they like. You would die for someone that you loved. Man, someone that really impressed something on you in your lifetime, you would probably step out in front of a bus for. You, you would die for your children. You would let, you'd let the pit bull eat your leg before you let them eat the... 
Never mind, don't ask. <laughs> it's easy for us, man. It's easy to stand up for something that you love. Dear God in heaven, this is going to challenge y'all this morning. I'm just getting bomb after bomb. It's going to challenge you this morning. You ain't called to die for the one you love. Let me back up. You ain't called to die for the one that loves you. You're called to die for that one that don't love you. Bible says, what does it profit a man? To love someone that loves him back. Isn't that the way it's supposed to work? Oh. Come on, Christian. Walk with me this morning. It's cobblestone this morning. So watch your feet and your ankles. I might get a little. Be all right, though. But God demonstrated his love for us in this. In what? Look. While we were still sinners. While we still hated him. Well, Pastor, I didn't say I hated God. Bible says, if you love me. Oh, see, challenge time. That's that cobblestone. That almost broke an ankle, right? Somebody, ow! Somebody about twist that. Y'all ain't wear high heels today, did you? <laughs> we think we doing something. By throwing an elbow in the morning at church. During the corona. We, we thought we were something special by going to church this morning with other people that believed. I ain't, uh-oh, I'm live. Here's a disclaimer. If you're not here, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not jousting you. I love you. Okay? Man, some people pull that stuff out when twisted on you. I get phone calls, emails, and crown letters and everything. They'll put some, some we're just saying, they'll put some, they'll put some chalk, down on the sidewalk for me if I ain't careful. But died while we were still sinners. When I was in my most despicable state, when I hated Christ, he died for me. That's pretty bad, ain't it? That's a bad dude. See, we think we all that. And a bag of chips sometimes. You think you all that in the cheddar Doritos. But you ain't. Christ died for us. I love that, man. Do, don't you know that if he wouldn't have chose us in that time, we'd have never made it. Don't believe that? Watch this. Check this out. How many times you got friends when you got money? 
where they at when you ain't got it. Oh, come on. How many of you, man, I, look, oh, man, I'm, I'm learning this more and more in ministry. Man, your circles, your circles are big when you first get saved. And you are right here with everybody else that just got saved. But one day, you fell out a tree and bumped your head. And you answered this call that said, hey, I want you to go preach the gospel. And then you start telling people that you're with, man, I'm going to go preach the God, being a fool, telling people that. Crazy. <laughs> and your big circle, man, you had friends that used to come out and hang out. Now they're gone out. They just out. Because you don't you don't talk anymore on this level. You don't say anymore. Well, you know, Sister Susie. You don't, see, when you don't communicate. That's what happens. And the next thing you know, you run into them. Hey, how's it been? I got uh, back up. And then they look at you. And, oh, they're your bestest. Man, I've been missing you. Been missing you? Love, you've been praying for you. Go pray for you. Y'all have a good one. All right, cool. Man, hey, let's get together. Let's, let's give them a call. Hey, man, y'all want to come over and get some steak? You know, it's good to see you. No, you know, we got things, you know. Oh. But you don't start you one more time. Hey, I know, I know, last, I know last week you were busy. You got anything going on? You know, y'all want to? No, we got stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Man, and you're hungering. Can I just talk to you out of my heart? Man, you're hungering for relationship. Physical. Sometimes you just need that dude that you can say, man, the person at church says, I'm going to choke. <laughs> you, you need that person. So you, you, desiring it so, reach back out again. Oh, man, Jesus is just walking me right down this path. I can't wait to get to the message. <laughs> so you reach out again. This time you say, hey, 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 I ain't calling you. I ain't calling you about this week or nothing, you know, about this week. Uh, I'm just giving you a couple weeks up because I, I know y'all been busy. But on June the 4th of 2027, we're going to get together. <laughs> Can I write you down? Well, you know, let me look at my calendar. No one good well, they ain't wrote nothing in a calendar for 16 years. Nah, it looks like, man. 
Looks like my wife's got me doing stuff. And the longer you walk in life, in the call that you've been chosen to walk, the smaller your circle becomes. Man, I was talking to people yesterday, and we was talking about tape. Remember that? And we were talking about the tape that we put down on the floors. Oh, I'm going somewhere. Just hang on. You ain't been to church for like six months. But we was talking about the tape that we was putting down on the floor and, you know, the different colors of this tape that we was doing for the kids. And see, churches nowadays, they, they want to talk about being in unity. Are we in unity? No, you're lying. Oh, it's going to be tough. It'll be rough a day. But you're lying. No, you all looking the same. You all dressing the same. Boy, if I, if I could walk about this church, take you places, I'll show you. Go ahead and tell me there's not an all-white church. Tell me. Tell me there's not an all-black church. Tell me. See, you can't, right? That's not unity. That's sameness. That's likeness. See, as long as you look like I look, we in unity. No, no you're the same. It takes diversity. To be in unity. And we was talking about this tape. Y'all thought I lost my mind, didn't you? But we were talking about this tape. Well, we got a red tape and a green tape and yellow tape and orange tape and just whatever on the floor, right? And I said, see, it's just like all that tape. Now, that tape right now, if it was all the same color, it would be the same tape. But because it's not all the same color, it's in unity. It's of the same, but it's not the same. Come on. Come on. Just come on. God's looking for a church in unity. You want something to break loose? You want something to break the back of this garbage? Get in unity, church. Huh? See, no... We don't, here's, here's my problem. See, y'all thought I wasn't going to go there this morning. I'm going there this morning. Because I can. Can't nobody tell me what I can and can't say. Got the freedom of speech. Freedom of religion. I got that freedom. I got that freedom. Now, I'll be nice. I ain't going to be mean to nobody. I ain't going to try to bruise you up, but I, I'm going to be nice. But I'm just telling you, the church somewhere along generations has decided not to talk to circumstances and situations in their country, in their state, in their city, in their church, in their home. I got word for you. We're going to speak to it. If it makes you uncomfortable, we're speaking to it. See, we're going to, in the next six months, I'm going to show you how to eat an elephant. Anybody know about that deal? The elephant in the room and how uncomfortable it makes everybody feel? We're going to eat that thing. I'm going to show you how to do it. We're going to eat it one bite at a time. We're going to speak against 
the churches that aren't standing for the gospel. See, if you are the church that's been called to stand between the living and the dead, and you believe that, you cannot vary from the gospel. You can't say there's something greater. <laughs> Even Capitol Hill needs to know that there is one king and there's going to be a time that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is king of kings and lord of lords you can't alter that you can't place you can't displace your faith with fear Somewhere along the line, it's got to stop. Now, I'm not saying that you take stupid out the pocket. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you there's a time in your life that you need to start standing for what the Word of God says and that you are walking as an overcomer. You're to be the head and not the tail. You're blessed going in. You're blessed going out. We as a Christian people, we as a church, backing into the corner, backing our backs against the wall is totally and totally, totally contrary to God's Word as who you are to be. You are to be leading this country as a church. You're to be leading this government as a church. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about rebelling and oh, I'm not talking about stupid. But by God, it's time that the church rise up and become who the church was called to be. And if you believe that Jesus Christ died, you're to be standing between the living and the dead. And I'm not talking about on this side of the graveyard. The Bible is specific. The living has Christ, is covered by the blood. The dead hates Christ. They're not covered. They're dead. The Bible says, actually, here, I'll give you Bible words so that you understand. The Bible says they are dead in their transgressions. Let's go to Numbers. That was a prequel. I told you I ain't preached to y'all for two and a half months. Numbers chapter 16. Y'all all right? Y'all all right? Well, look at your neighbor say, if you're all right now, you won't be in the end. I'm joking. I'm playing with you. Stop. Just relax a minute. Y'all thought it was going to be tight because of everything else going on. You didn't know it was going to be this tight. It's tight, but it's right. They don't know that, but it is. Here, hold on to that. I need one. Numbers chapter 16, starting at verse 41. And we're going to read down to. Y'all quit giving me the finger. My sound guys are giving me the finger. They went like this. Man, see, y'all religious people. Y'all drive me crazy sometimes. 
make me want to go home. I had to get my power peel because it's about to get home. It says here, on the next day. This is, on the next day automatically tells you something happened the day before, right? So I don't want to go on the next day before we talk about the day before. Because the day before is important. The day before we have Korah, which was, which was a, a son of the Levite tribe, which had been, they, they were the priests. They, they were the ones that, that served in front of the congregation, if you will, in front of Israel. They, they ministered, okay, they, they ministered all the other stuff outside the Holy of Holies. Only the high priest was able to minister inside the Holy of Holies, which at this time would have been Aaron, Okay, so Korah decides, well, wait a minute, man. Who, who, who died and made you king? Well, some of y'all go, man, this is going to sound like church people. Oh, it do. <laughs> they said, who, who, died, who died and made you king? And here come Korah with him and all his little imps running around behind him. All of them got their little urns <laughs> thinking that they're going to be waving around some incense and God would hear them over Aaron which was appointed high priest which was chosen by see you got to be careful got to be careful don't always think that you're positioned to walk out a certain thing if you weren't called and appointed to a certain thing you better be I'm just listen I'm just telling you you better be careful with that Korah shows up all bad and everything. You know how you get when your boys are behind you. huh? When, when you roll up in there 10 or 12 deep, it's different. <laughs> roll up in there by yourself, you kind of, somebody sitting here? How's you? Huh? That's the truth. Y'all know it's the truth. But he walks up in there and he says, hey, Moses. Man, what's up? Why you get to do everything going on around here? We want to do that. And we can do that. Well, I need, I need to back up because I want you to hear what God said. It means I got to put my eyes on. Hang on right here. I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I ain't going to be able to find it in all the scripture. But, but, but God basically told him, he said, he said, Moses, look, move. He said, get out from among these people so that I can just go ahead and light them up. I just need you, I just need you to move. Moses. Because see, when they came, what had happened was the glory of God set down on the tabernacle like it did when God would come to visit with Moses. And when that came down, well, Moses and Aaron hit their face. They, man, they knew it's the presence of the Lord. I got, not right now. Not today. And they lay down, and Moses talking to God, and God says, no, you need, you need to get out from among him. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just take them out. I'm, I'm tired and had enough. Raise up against somebody I've chosen, ain't going to happen. 
You need to move, Moses. Now, Moses and Aaron fall on their face, man. I, and, and it actually said that Moses told God, don't receive nothing from them. It's in there. He said, don't receive anything from them. He said, we haven't even taken a donkey from them. <laughs> that was one bad move right there. Moses said, God, don't, don't take nothing. God said, move. Moses began to tell the people what God said. He said, if these people die of old age or natural causes, then you know God ain't choose me. <laughs> he said, but hang on a minute, brother. If God create a new thing, he called it a new thing. He said, if God will create a new thing and take them out, then you'll know. Now listen, now this is a revolt. They're coming against him. They want, they want the blood. Moses and Aaron back up. They went to Dan's tent. Called him out. And what was, Moses called for them to come. And they said, we ain't coming. They told, no, they just told Moses. They didn't know what was happening. Moses called them up there and they said, no, we're not coming. Thirty. Sixteen thirty. Boy, I love my daughter in the word, boy. You go, girl. You tell them that thing. But if the Lord creates a new thing and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them and they go down alive in the pit, then you'll understand these men have been rejected by God. Here they are standing outside the tent. They, they went to the man's tent. They went to your house and said, hey, bro, step outside for a minute. Bring your family. Bring your family. Wives and kids all step out the tent. And the earth opens up and swallows them all. And the Bible says they fell into the pit alive. In a living grave, and God covers them up. Now look, just hang with me for a second. Don't know about you. I consider myself an all right dude. I mean, I'll I throat punch you. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I know you do. You got it in you, too. And you do, too. Don't you say? She says, she don't be picking on Sam. And she do, too. She lying. <laughs> but I figure myself a pretty good deal. I, I hold my own back in the day. And they cover these people up. God did it. Now, if I was the other portion of the Israelites witnessing this, okay, now I'm here to tell you, I ain't all that. 
I ain't coming against him for nothing. This man just said, if God created a new thing, and bang, dude. Nope. Moses, what you need? Man, I'll saddle your camel. I'll feed them. What, what do you want? Right? This brings us to, and the next day. On the next day, all the congregation, all the congregation, what? All the congregation of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. You, dude, did you just call out sick yesterday or something? And you back at this? You done lost your ever-loving mind. And they said, you have killed the people. Of <laughs> he ain't do it. God done it. Opened up the earth, swallowed them up, covered them up. God done it. Not Moses and Aaron. Now here come the whole congregation. And look, and then see, here's the, here's the sad part. This ain't the first time that them things become. Yeah, 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 yeah. They done it back at the Red Sea. What is there no graves in Egypt? That's why you brought us out here so we can die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here they come again. Now it happened when the congregation had gathered against Moses and Aaron. They turned towards the tabernacle of meeting. Oh, that's for you. When somebody comes against you, you don't turn against them. Turn to the tabernacle of meeting. And suddenly the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of meeting. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, <laughs> Here it is again. He said, well, these knuckleheads, Moses, just get away from them again. Just get away from them. That I may consume them in a moment. God had had enough. See, you want to listen to me? There comes a time that God's had enough. It's all through Scripture. And we want to hold it against Him. But He's giving you opportunity after opportunity. He's letting you see things after things after things. And you still come and roll. What? Church. Church. And they fell on their faces. Man, even even after all of this has gone against Moses and Aaron. See, this is why many are called and few are chosen. Because the many won't fall on their face. The many will punch you in the throat. I'll fall on my face and then punch you, or maybe punch you and then fall on my face. But I'll still get on my face. <laughs> They were sitting there taking all of this garbage, man. 
bad-mouthing you? Huh? Talking about you? All up in your business? Telling everybody about your business? And Moses and Aaron still fell on their face before God. Because of the love they had. and The compassion they had for their people. See, it wasn't a mistake that God appointed Moses and Aaron. So Moses said to Aaron, take a censer and put fire in it from the altar. Put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from the Lord. Moses, in his non-dimmed eyes, was able to see across millions and begin to watch people fall to the plague. Aaron, Aaron, run, run. Get your sensor. Make it smell good. And go run before the people. You've got to get out there, man. You've got to run. You've got to go. We can't let these people die. We have to go. Then Aaron took, he took it as Moses commanded, and he ran into the midst of the assembly. Stick with me for just for a second, man. Do you understand what he just did? Do you understand what Aaron, what Aaron had to go through in order to do what he just done? He went through and went over, got over some things that you and I are still fighting with on a daily basis that we can't get past. That's why we can't draw Come on, church, speak to me. Pastor, give it to us hard and heavy this morning. Please, change us. Cause us to walk different. Cause us to think different. We would have been hung up in our offense because of what was said against us and what was brought against us. And we would have looked and we would have said, let them die. Oh, some of you got a softer heart. You probably would have said, well, let them suffer. Let them, I'm going to stand here and watch and let them suffer as long as I think they need to. Then, come on. We have to be like Moses, and we have to be able to see far beyond any of that. We've got to be like Aaron and be willing to submit to that call. And move when we're asked to move. To do what we're told to do. See, we don't want to do any of that. We don't like anyone lording over us. That's why we still call him rabbi. Not Lord. Teach us 
Let us decide. Come on, church. Pastor, love you this morning. Teach us, but let us decide. We'll tell you what's right and what's wrong for us. See, you don't know what's right for me and for my family. Like, I know what's right for me and my family. Well, brother, sister, mama, daddy, can I tell you this? And I won't back up. If it comes out of God's word, it's right for you. Every bit of it. The sour scripture, the bitter scripture, the hard scripture. He said he ran in the midst of the assembly and already the plague had begun among the people. So he put the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living. Can I, can I just show you some typology? You got a minute? We see Jesus Christ all over this. We see Jesus all over this. 76 generations. <laughs> Woo! That Jesus began to run past. He ran, he come out of a shining seat in the starry heavens to come down and to run a sprint. See, he didn't have a marathon, he had a sprint. But he ran 76 generations to get in front of the plague because the Bible said that we were dead in our transgressions. The Bible said that death was the call for our sin. That's the wage you pay. And Jesus <laughs> I can't let that happen. God said there's only one way that it can't. Aaron, I mean, Jesus, take the censer. See, the censer for Jesus wasn't the same censer for Aaron. The censer for Jesus, see, you have to understand something, that when the seat was covered, when the altars were covered with blood, fire would consume that was Jesus' censor, Jesus himself, because his blood shed. And he run. He, he, he allowed his sweat, his tears, and his blood to be the incense that set and rested upon the fire of the Holy Spirit. And he ran 76 generations past people dropping. And he run, and he run, and he got out in front, and he stood between the living and the dead. Jesus done that. Aaron's just a typology of what Jesus done. It's nothing but a foreshadow of what was to come in the new. Jesus ran 76 generations, 76 from Adam 
so there's no confusion. There's 42 generations from Abraham. There's only 14 generations from Abraham to David and 14 generations from David. 76 generations he runs. He sprints and gets out in front of what could be devastation for human race. And there he stood. And something happened. He called out a church. In Acts chapter 2, he told them to go and preach the gospel and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy, the Great Commissioning. Church, you've been called to stand between the living and the dead. Jesus made the propitiation. But if people don't see God in us, if people don't watch God go through us, what are we doing other than being the Israelites of old and rebelling against everything we're taught? Here Aaron stands on, on one side is the dead. And the other side is the living. Yeah, there was some hundred and... I don't know, he, sorry, Tommy. I just, uh, whatever. I just go, I don't care. There were 14,700. 14,700 people died other than what had happened with Corth, which was another 240-ish something. All of these thousands died. That's sad. That's bad. But can I tell you of the millions that didn't die? Listen, can you imagine if Aaron would have stopped? <laughs> Could you imagine if Jesus would have stopped at the first generation and said they're going to die anyway? Maybe he had a little bit more compassion sitting in heavenly places and he, he went through four generations and said, they're not going to get it. They're going to die anyway. What if, what if Jesus would have focused on the ones that weren't going to make it? If he would have misplaced himself and thought more of the ones that wouldn't, you wouldn't make it. See, there's people, my, my mother's one, my, my mother's got a heart for the sinner. She's got a heart for the lost. And, and she, I'm telling, I've watched my mom 
over someone passing that didn't know the Lord or she wasn't, she wasn't certain that they knew. I said, Mama, listen. <laughs> you can't always be so sure because they didn't come to you and they had white garbs on and a halo over their head before they passed. I mean, sometimes it just don't happen. I've always been mesmerized by the last sense of our body to go when we die. And it's our hearing. I wonder why. I wonder if that's because there was going to be one more last call that God leaned down and said, hey, Amen. how about now? Thank you, Lord. Yep. Oh. We can't, listen, we need to be interested in the lost. We need to be reaching to the lost. But can I tell you, don't get hung up on the first one that says no. Because you may miss the third one that says yes. Even as personal as salvation is, don't make it personal for you like that. Jesus said, remember, they, they hated me first. <laughs> They're not saying no to you. They're saying no to the gospel. And they're saying no out of ignorance. Most cases. I, I will say ignorance in all cases for the simple fact of what has been portrayed to them up front of what they've been taught and what they have seen throughout generations. They think, well, if that's God, come on, I've said it. If that's what you're calling salvation, brother, I don't want none of it. Because, see, I can keep my money, and I can go ride my bike on Sunday. Are you with me? I, I, and be the same as you. You're a church. Not only have you been called, you have been chosen. God said, I chose you. You didn't choose me. See, we want to make ourselves feel good. I give my life to the Lord. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. He chose it. He said, I want your life. You just answered a call. You ain't give up nothing. To give is to give without ask. I mean, it, this is to give. No. <laughs> and he stood between the dead and the living, so the plague was stopped. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700. Besides those who died in the Korah incident. So Aaron returned to Moses at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. For the plague had stopped. I used to not look at this account like this. But Aaron went through a lot to do what he done. He went through a lot even before he'd done what he did. Because I wouldn't have gotten that far. See, he played a major part here. He's Christ. 
in typology. He's, he's, he is Jesus. He is the God-man. He had been persecuted. Can you? Oh, and what about this? As a priest, they weren't allowed to go among the dead. Oh. In fear of that coming over on them. But Aaron said, if it be me, and I can save them, I'm going. Oh, what did Jesus say? No man take my life. But I lay it down. Don't get confused, brother, because I'm gonna bring it back up. Don't, don't get confused. I'm gonna lay it down, but I'm bringing it back up. But he said, "I'll go." If it's me that has to die, that he live, I'll go. See, Aaron had to overcome culture. He had to overcome persecution and bitterness and hatred and hurt and offense. All of that just to do what he done. I think that most of us would still be standing beside Moses and going, dude, I really, do you not see what they've done? Man, they're coming after me. Because see, it was the priest. It was the priest that came against, I believe, they were coming against him, not Moses. I'm just, you read it and discover whatever. I believe they were coming after him because they wanted the priestly duties. Aaron held the priestly duties, not the prophetic duties of Moses. Moses was not the high priest. I believe they were coming after him. Jesus said that he, or the Bible says that Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. Look at Aaron. Boy, there's too much typology. We're looking at Jesus far before Jesus ever came. And we see exactly what he done. See, I don't know about you. I'm thankful that he decided to run past 76 generations. I'm sure along the way he said, man, I missed it. Ah, man. Ah. I'm sure he didn't say, now see. <laughs> I'm sure that's not his heart. But if we're going to be a church, you're going to have to get past some stuff. So that we can go and share what was shared with us. That they too will know who the Savior is. There's a lot of confusion out there right now, people. 
There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of emotion. Man, we're, we're living in a time right now, brother, if we, can't, if we can't get God to shine now, when's a match shine the brightest? In the darkest room, right? Come on, people. We delight. Let's go shine for Jesus. Uh, eh. So I'm charging you this morning to stand between the living and the dead. The church is, the church is all they have left. We can either be a representative of God or not. You're either going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ or not. He loved you. He loved you in Romans 5. He sure did. While you were still jacked up. He said, I'll go, Daddy. I can just see God now. Look, can you imagine God just peering over like Moses? Jesus, I see what's happening. You're going to have to go. You're the only propitiation of their sin. You got to go. And Jesus going, but God, they're going to persecute me. They're going to stand against me. They're not even going to receive me. They're not going to believe me. I already know what they're going to do to me. But you know what? You're right. I'll go. Are you willing to go? I mean, not just some churchy answer. Yeah, yeah, woo, woo. I didn't do all that hype and pep rally. I made you understand what you're going to have to go through in order to run past those that deny the call to get to the ones that will answer the call. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be rough. You're going to have to look at people that you thought loved you and deny Christ before you while you choose to continue to move on. Some will, some won't. Are you going to be part of the crowd because somebody told you no? Because it was a boy, you know, we tight. And they go, nah, man, you do your thing, I'm going to do mine. And You're going to fall back to do theirs? Because that's what you used to do. And they are, after all. Your boys. Oh, your family. Your family. Can you still stand when your family will deny him and you? Because they'll call you the self-righteous because they're ignorant because they've seen something displayed that should have never been displayed it had no love in it what are you willing to do 
because you're in a time now, you better shine. Listen to me. Do you think next Sunday's guaranteed to you to be in a church? Much less to be alive. Pastor, say it ain't so. I'm telling you the truth. Oh, 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 oh. oh, we better figure this thing out right here and find out. I challenge you to pray this prayer, and I'm going to let you go. I'm going to challenge you to pray this prayer. God, that you refine me as gold. Oh, so that you understand, it's going to get hot. The heat's going to be uncomfortable. Gold can't be refined any other way. Oh, it's going to get hot. So before you pray the prayer, make sure you mean the prayer. But my prayer is that God, that you refine our church as pure gold. So that in times like these, we step out into the forefront. We're the ones the government calls on. We're the ones that people come and go, man, how can you get through all this like you're doing, man? How many of you have shared your testimony to people? People going, man, I ain't got a job and I can't. And you're going, dude, you wouldn't believe this. I got a raise. But God's my shelter. He said, believe, Jesus said, believe in God and believe also in me. And I got to believe in him. He loved me enough to die for me. Do I really think that he ain't going to take care of me? Huh? He closed the field. I don't think he's going to take it. Bring it. I ain't saying I, I, went, I, ain't saying I went through this Thanksgiving because I didn't. I was mad. But I was mad all the way through it. <laughs> Next week, we coming back. We're going to do the same thing. This thing didn't turn out the same way that I thought it was going to turn, but it's all right. It's all right. I thought Jesus was going to let me run, but see, he seen fit. Rocky, don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself, son. Just settle down. Settle down. I told him yesterday I wanted to preach off a ladder, and JT said, I ain't letting you do it. <laughs> I was fired up yesterday. <laughs> I thought this was going to go somewhere. <gasps> I'm still sweating. I love y'all. And you're just, you're an awesome group of people. And reach out to the people that you don't see here this morning. And listen, 